It's Brooke Ryan, and this is episode 19 of Can We Please Talk About. Yesterday, I was all up in my feels and posted on my Instagram account, this rarely happens, but I'm sick of talking. And that's a fact. I mean, I really don't get sick of talking. It's one of my favorite things to do. I have an opinion on everything all the time. And right now, I'm just so drained from the coronavirus, even Tiger King, like I'm overseeing the memes and people talking about Carol Baskins. And while it's funny because there's a lot of humor that goes along with it, it's also still a pretty serious subject when you think about it. And it's all I see. And when I thought about doing this podcast, I was a little bit nervous because I just, I feel like I didn't have anything left. I'm still doing the morning show every day. So we talk four hours about the coronavirus and what's going on locally. And by the time we're done, I'm exhausted. And not in the same way that I used to be when I would be tired after we did a show just because I felt like, oh, I just ran a marathon, but I still feel good and have that like runner's high. That's how I usually feel after we do our show. And right now I just feel tired and wanting all of this to be over this morning. And I know it's not a big deal to a lot of people, but I drank a cup of coffee I never drink coffee. I mean, very rarely. The majority of the time, I'll drink an unsweet tea, but I don't even really do that in the morning. I just stick to water. And today at around 8.30, I was like, oh, I got to have a cup of coffee if I'm going to continue this day. I know I'm not alone. I know there are a lot of people feeling this way. I got messages on Instagram from Courtley Jackson saying, I think this is such a mental time for everyone. Your brain can be mush. Keep on keeping on. And then I got a message from Raising Marriage, which is also a podcast that you should check out said, girl, I'm with you. It's hard to think of new stuff when Corona is all the talk. So I turned it around to y'all. Let's be honest. um, I just needed your help because I didn't know how I was going to get through this podcast without it. So I did a good old fashioned ask me anything. So question one, the Leslie Graham said, this is such a weird time. What are some of the places and things you're going to do when this is over? I am so over it. Gosh, there's so much that I want to do when we're able to be normal again. I think the first thing that I want to do is like seriously hug my friends, hug them, hold hands, kiss on the cheek. I love touching. And that has been one of the hardest things for me. Obviously, I'm still able to hug my husband and he is getting a lot more affection from me than normal because I can't do it with anybody else. But I've definitely been a lot more snuggly and handholdy than I normally am. Not that like I snuggle with my friends, but I guess just human contact. I'm so used to it that I don't need it all the time because I do hug a lot of people. And this is one of those situations that I'm definitely missing that. Second thing that we are doing, and my husband and I have already planned it. I've already told my bosses that the day after everything reopens, I am taking that day off because the minute I get off work, Jim and I are going on a bar crawl slash restaurant tour of all of our favorite places. We're going to rent a party bus, grab a few friends, hop over to Sullivan's Island, check out Home Team Barbecue, have a game changer, which is an amazing drink. Eat probably the chips and queso with the sausage in it. I only want to get like one thing from each place because I want to eat everywhere. Then we'll go over to Shem Creek, hang out there for a little bit, pop downtown. It's going to be an all-day affair where at the end of it, we end up staying at a local hotel downtown and just enjoying every single bit of Charleston that has been shut down to us. Actually, I may do that on day two. Well, no. Hmm. Depends on how everything opens back up, because day one, I'm definitely going to need a hair appointment, lash appointment, some Botox. All of those things before I go and do the big old tour de Charleston. 
I wish I was joking, but I'm totally not. Okay, next question comes from Taylor Jordan. Why did you move to Charleston and why is Charleston your favorite city? Tell us it all. Well, I moved to Charleston when I was 22 years old back in 2005 to be a part of the Two Girls and a Guy radio show. Um, I auditioned. Actually, I didn't really like formally send off a resume. I got a call from somebody that knew about this opening. Radio is a pretty small business. And when somebody hears about an opening that they think would be good for you, they'll tell you to reach out. So I got a call saying, hey, you should definitely check out this job. I used to work there, blah, blah, blah. So I sent over my stuff and then I got the official audition and I came out here. I was on the show for a week and actually I was replacing one of the original girls on the show. The reason they called it two girls and a guy, not, you know, Tanya, Brooke and Mike or a certain name attached to it was so they could rotate characters in and out as time went on. So I was replacing the original, quote, party girl. (laughs) Shocker there, right? And they did this audition process where each week a different girl that was up for the job would come on and do a week with the show and see how it fits. Well, at the end of my week, they basically told me that I had the job. (laughs) Obviously, I nailed it. They said they got just as much love mail for me, like people calling and saying how much they liked me and I'd be a great addition, as they did hate mail for me. And they liked that I brought that sort of dynamic to the show. I was polarizing. Now, why do I love Charleston so much? From the minute that I moved here, I just knew. That's a lie. Two weeks in, I knew I was going to like it. Two years in is when I really fell in love with this city. I do think it takes time to find where you fit your group of friends, what your speed of life is supposed to be like in this city, because there are so many different areas that consist of so many different types of people. And when you find your niche where it fits the most, oh, it's so good. And I know some people never find it here. I don't get that. But I've had friends that have moved away because they're like, look, yeah, Charleston was great for the time that I lived there, but I definitely don't love it the way that you do. As a city, I love it because there's something to do all the time. And I love to be busy and be social. So whether it's an event or going to the beach, a festival of some sort, whether it's music or food, there's something every weekend, if not every day. And if you're bored, it's your own fault. Beyond that, I love the fact that we're on the water. The beach isn't that far, no matter what part of town you live in. If you're not going to make it to the beach, there are lakes, there's Shem Creek. I love the fact that there's history in this city and you can take tours and learn about this country and how it began. I love how beautiful the buildings are here. I love the trees. I mean, gosh, driving out to Johns Island, Kiowa, those trees are absolutely gorgeous. I mean, really, growing up in California, I don't think I would have ever thought that I would be excited going to look at a tree, but the angel oak is one of the most magical things in the entire world. I love that it's a big city with a... I love that it's a small city with a big feel. I know that I can go into my favorite restaurant, the nicest restaurant in town in a pair of jeans and like a cute top and they're not going to kick me out. Or I could go in there in a ball gown after going to a gala. I love the fact that we have galas, a lot of them, every weekend during that season. You could be dressed up in a ball gown with your hair done to the max and your partner wearing a, you know, suit or tuxedo. But then you can also wear flip-flops almost everywhere you go. I just, I love this city so much. And beyond the actual city, this was a place that I discovered myself. I was on my own. I didn't know anybody moving here, and I really had to just kind of figure it out. And beyond that, my career has always been very, very important to me. I've moved across the country for it, 
And I really feel like this is the place that I was able to come into my own and find my voice on the radio and also found myself as a person. And when I moved away for four years up to Washington, D.C., it was an experience, but I couldn't wait to get back home. And even though I'm from California and was raised there for 20 years, Charleston's my home. It's just the best place in the entire world. And that's my Charleston PSA for the day. (laughs) Okay, last question. This one is from Dinner on Dad. Why is your first name a girl's name and your last name a boy's name? First of all, Ryan can be a girl's name as well, as can Brooke be a boy's name. But with that being said, Brooke, I was named after Brooke English from All My Children. My dad originally, I guess, wanted to name me Jacqueline which I just cannot see myself as a Jacqueline. I don't know why I picture Jacqueline wearing pearls and like a nice pencil skirt. Jacqueline's dressed like a royal to me, and that's definitely not my style. Brooke, I think it fits. It fits for me. Ryan, not my real last name. My married last name is Crone, but my maiden name is Nominson. It's not like it's a secret. You can see that I'm related to my parents and what their last name is and my brother and my sister on Facebook. Being in radio, especially when I got into it at 18 and social media wasn't as prominent as it is now where you can just find people's information everywhere. It was a safety concern. Not only that, Nominson doesn't really sound, I don't know, like a radio name. So my boss at the time, Nick Elliott, right before I was about to go on air was like, you need to change your last name. And I was a little offended at first because I was like, why? Can't I just be Brooke instead of like adding a fake name? He said, no, you need to have a last name. So first he asked me, you know, what's your dad's middle name? It's Alan. I was like, okay, well, and then he's like, that's fine, but I don't really love it. What street did you grow up on? I said, Healy. He's like, okay, don't love it. So we did the phone book trick. And I grew up in Bakersfield, California. And that's where I was working at the time too, which is very Hispanic. And so as I'm flipping through the phone book, I would, you know, stop on a page and phone books. Oh my gosh, can you even believe these were things? It was 2001. Okay. (laughs) Flipping through the phone book and I would pick a name and I got like Hernandez. What? It's a great name. But I don't really look like a Brooke Hernandez. Then we flipped again. And it was like Guerrero. Again, great name. Doesn't really fit my the way that I look. And not that that's everything. But at the time, you know, that's kind of it was what it was. So then he asked me, what was the last movie that you saw? And I said, uh, Kate and Leopold with Meg Ryan. And he said, OK, Brooke Ryan, there you go. You're done. And I hated it at first when my high school friends would call me that when I came around. I don't know why it bothered me. I'm like, no, you guys know me. I'm Brooke Nominson, not Brooke Ryan. But now it's gotten to the point where it's such a part of my identity that when Jim and I got married on the invitations that we sent out, it said Brooke Ryan Nominson. So people thought Ryan was my middle name. But I knew if people got an invitation from Brooke Nicole Nominson, they wouldn't necessarily know who that was, maybe. Anyways, that's how much a part of my identity Brooke Ryan is at this time in my life. I know that doesn't fully answer your question, Jason, aka Dinner on Dad, but at least now you know where my name comes from. Oh, this was so good. Thank you guys for the questions. I have some more. I'm probably going to use them tomorrow because it was so nice to talk about something other than the coronavirus and Tiger King. So if you have any more questions, please feel free to reach out to me on social media. It's Brooke Ryan, and this was episode 18 of Can We Please Talk About?